for the fifth time. This is First Time for Everything. I'm Adam Richardson. And I'm Jordan Rizzieri. And I have a cold. So you're going to have to carry me, Poor Jordan. Adam. You've got to carry me through this episode. I'm a man with a cold. What do we usually talk about first? We talk about last week's episode, which was our interview with Sangeeta Pillai, where she talked about uh, starting a podcast for the first time, which I think was a great episode. Yes. Yeah. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully there's going to be lots of people who've listened to that and now started their own show, as long as it's got nothing to do with first times. I hope that they all have really niche audiences. And if somebody does start a podcast about an Indian Tiffin carrier, um, make sure that you tag us so that we can check it out, because I'd like to know more. Yeah, definitely. So how's your week been? I know we're going to talk at the end about uh, how we got on with our first times, babysitting and pottery, the headline. Uh, what have you been up to? So I was actually just thinking about this before, with the exception of the episode that we did with Pip, because I haven't started using a stage name over the course of the last week. But I've hit a lot of the the other things that we've talked about because I left my, my last day at my job was this past Friday. And so now I'm out doing my own thing, which is what we talked about with Jamie. And yeah. then next week I'm coming to the UK for a friend's wedding. So I'm going to be on the, it'll be my first time on an international flight since the pandemic, which is kind of like what we talked about with Rich Wilson. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing our podcast and hopefully my, my other podcast might be coming back pretty soon, which is what we talked about with Sangeeta. So, I mean. Amazing. Yeah. So on brand. But I don't think I'll be doing any of what we talk about with our guests this week, though. No, no, Mm -mm. that's very true. Listeners will understand what Jordan's referring to as we get into the the chat with Poppy Hillstead, who is our guest today. Um, Poppy is probably best known for her podcast work. She uh, was on Gossip Mongers and now she has her own show called Poppy Hillstead has entered the chat where she goes into chat rooms these sort of seedy sounding chat rooms and talks to strangers and things usually end up getting a bit, yeah, oh, I don't know, gross, but in a funny way. And uh, she gets actors to uh, portray those characters or the, the real people that she's met on her podcast and it's led to some extremely funny episodes, which I would recommend. Um, I think Poppy also does some stand-up and she does some sketch comedy and she does animation and she's an illustrator, so she's multi-talented. Uh, but yeah, she she talked to us. I mean, should we should we say that we recorded another episode that <laughs> that didn't go out? Uh, we did record another one. I think we mentioned we maybe mentioned it a couple of times during the course of the interview that we did record another one, but we all just decided it was too depraved for public yeah. consumption, and so we had to. And that I think that just speaks to. Um, I mean, Poppy, Poppy is great to talk to. And when 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 you're getting into a conversation with her, you never know where it's going to go. And and you just have to go along that path. And I think at the end of it, we all just decided, you know what, let's give that one another go. And so this is take take two is what you're going to listen to today. I think we all woke up in cold sweats the night after that first record and thought, I don't think I want that to be released. (laughs) So uh, we had a slight change of subject. And Poppy decided to speak about the first time she got drunk. And you can hear all three of us talking about that right now. I'm really interested in this topic that we're going to talk about today because uh, one, I think, is something that most people who are listening are going to be able to you know, think back to their first time because I imagine most people will have been through it. But also the fact yeah. that we've got you know, Jordan is in America and I imagine the culture and how things were done there are slightly different because obviously the age limit is a bit different and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to talk about the first time we got drunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, Poppy being our like main headline guest for this episode, we want to hear about <laughs> yours and we're hoping it's going to be something really depraved and horrible and you had your first <laughs> you had your first drink when you were six or something like that uh, it's i hope so not <laughs> <laughs> it's so near that i like i like we've already recorded an episode with all like stories too horrible to be able to put out there mm. but even with this it's still horrible <laughs> i can't yeah. remember the first time i got i got drunk though that's 
part of the issue. So I don't know if I'm like, un- I'm not underprepared. I know when abouts it must have been, but yeah. I don't know whether to lie. <laughs> the, the rough time. And well, so it was another time. We're we're gonna we're gonna reference like the the fact that we recorded this other episode, and I imagine we'll get loads of people getting in touch, being like, "Oh, we we'll just drop that episode, release that episode. We need to hear it." But it was talking it's about, uh, yeah, it was talking about illegal stuff, and yeah. what was interesting with that is that we were sort of referencing like how sometimes um, you might try, you might dabble in that area. It was drugs, mm. and um, but. The first time, quite often, you're not really sure if you're doing it right or you might not be in the right frame of mind or whatever. Alcohol, though, yeah. when you're a kid, you, you, you try some alcohol, usually it does you get have drunk. an effect. You get drunk. <laughs> so, like, can you roughly remember what it... I mean, would it have been something like your your mum would have given you a small glass of red wine with a Sunday roast when you were uh, 12? Or are we talking... You were, you were I doing like shots you think of that's what my upbringing was <laughs> <No>. like. <laughs> That we had Sunday roast. <laughs> um, well, I don't. I, I think it's either two times, uh, accident, accidentally. Don't you think? If <laughs> when you yeah. hear this, so um, I, I did drink some baby sham from the uh, babysitter. Did I tell? Did I tell you that? <laughs> no, this time? sounds great. Baby sham from Jordan, the babysitter. Jordan, do you know? Do you know baby baby sham? No, I don't know it's like shit um, champagne, like really shit, isn't it? Okay. Adam, would you say? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, is it like? Because I was hearing about the other day about Lambrini, which is something mm. which is quite a big part of like early drinking culture over here. Um, yeah, particularly for young women, uh, which is basically <laughs> supposed to be like a shit sparkling wine. But I've heard it's not even sparkling wine; it's like Perry, like. Pear, it's like cider or something. But anyway, what is I baby think, sham? Yeah, I think baby sham is is shitter than that. So I think it's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? As crap as you can get, but it's got a very sweet little little deer on the front. And I just thought I'd have I'd have some of the of the baby sham from the um, uh, babysitter. And um, yeah, it caused absolute panic uh from my babysitter that was like yeah i'm gonna get fired and she basically what had happened is she had brought around a friend and her and her friend were watching like i think it was the matrix i think it was when dvd players were first very very first kicking about so they'd bring it round, and there was like a massive dvd player and um they'd put a matrix in oh it was like a brick this dvd player and they'd left yeah. some baby sham on the on the back and i was like oh i'm gonna have a little bit of that and then um uh yeah they were like panicking and they were like shit oh my god oh, she's definitely she's definitely drunk and i was like no i don't think i am and then they put um uh, a line on the floor with some clouds or something they were like walk on that line and i just yeah i couldn't i was pissed <laughs> I was pissed after like one glass of baby sham. <laughs> so, in the background drinking. Who made you do that? Who made you walk on the line? No the one babysitter. Made, oh, the babysitter and a friend. Nobody made me drink the baby sham. They just left it on the back. So I was just like, well, I'm going to have a glass of this because I'm sophisticated while uh, they watch The Matrix. And uh, yeah, just just got pissed by accident. There you go. So they made me walk on the line, panicked, um, absolutely begged me not to tell my mum. And I told her about 10 years later and was like, yeah, I was just pissed. <laughs> it's the first time you got a babysitter and I was like instantly drunk. <laughs> Did you use that so babysitter that. again? Yeah, she's fine. Like she just didn't bring the baby sham anymore. <laughs> no. It's got, I'm just having a look. Baby sham is the trade name of a light sparkling perry. So it is yeah. the ingredients are pear and soda water. So it hasn't even got any grapes, you know. It's not. It's not even close to being champagne. But they put that little sham in there, and then it says baby. Yeah, I thought it was like a little. I thought it was um, I thought it was like lemonade or something. Yeah, and it had like a nice little cartoon on the front, which I think it might have got done for. Uh, in uh, do you know what I mean? Like looking back, maybe that was like a controversy at the time because it had like a little deer on the front, and kids could think it's a 
cool new drink, which I did. But at the same time, I think I knew it was alcohol as well and was just like, I'm just going to have a glass. <laughs> I'm just going to have a glass to get through this evening of uh, Matrix watching. <laughs> but apparently it's 6%. It's 6%. So that's, yeah. I mean, for, for champagne yeah. and stuff like that, that's not that high, but... <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. just like instantly like, so there you go. That's nice. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, I think the first time I got properly drunk, though, was in a co-op a car park, I think, uh, when I was about 15, which is nicer. That's a nice rage. Don't you that think? Sounds, yeah, that, I think that sounds like a common... Like, doing it in a car park is something that a lot of English kids will have experienced. Oh, yeah. Car I want to know times. straight away, Jordan, was this something that you, you were doing or your friends were doing? Car park no. drinking at 15? No. In fact, I thought it was really funny when you said in the intro about my different experience getting drunk because my relationship to alcohol, well, first of all, I don't drink anymore at all, but my relationship to alcohol growing up was so different that the first time I ever got drunk, I was 19 and I was in England. I wasn't even in oh, the United really? States. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. With such a bad influence in this country. <laughs> Terrible. It, I, it was legal, right? I was 19, so we were in like At least bars. You and... <laughs> we're baby sham. Get the baby sham out. <laughs> so that's the first time you got drunk, but I assume you'd tried alcohol younger, right? So I grew up in an Italian American household where they put red wine like a little bit of red wine and then Sprite or 7 Up on top of that. Like at family dinners and Christmas and stuff like that. So I'd had wine before, but I'd never been drunk before. And the first time I ever got drunk, I got drunk, like technicolor vomit. And I mean, the whole, (laughs) yeah, it's a, it's a good story, but it's definitely one of those things where I was like, you don't know how to do anything in like a regular way. Like you can't just like (laughs) get a little drunk and fall asleep in the back of somebody's car. Like you have to end up arguing with a cab driver outside of Manchester. Good job. <laughs> wow. I love that you came over and you acclimatized to our culture so swiftly and just, yeah, get really drunk yeah, and be ins- sick everywhere. Yeah. It's the right passage. Yeah. I remember get, getting really the first time we went to Amsterdam on the ferry, um, I got wasted really, really quickly. Um, and I think we must have been about, I don't know, maybe about 17 or 18, but. I got really pissed on the ferry. and then went into on the ferry, yeah. And then Drinking I went into on the a ferry, shop. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I went into a shop in the ferry and uh, tried to buy some Haribo and was just rocking around in the um in the shop just spilling beer everywhere. Just trying to because <laughs> the the movement of the ship just made everything so much worse. So I was just bashing into like aisles and stuff like that. But I remember that as a particularly bad experience it's been so many bad experience drinking there's nothing else to do in a small do you know what i mean lincolnshire market town other than get wasted (laughs) constantly i think i used to like my my parents allowed me to try beer and stuff like that and of course as a kid beer is pretty disgusting right it's not an it's not Mm. an appealing taste it's not baby sham it's not (laughs) yeah baby sham's nice yeah exactly (laughs) But things like beer, I kind of think that's a quite a good tactic for a parent to, to give that, you know, kids are interested in alcohol. Let's give them an alcohol that tastes not very nice um, mm. to maybe put them off. And I wasn't into beer for a long time. But that would have been when I was about, yeah, 12, 13. And then I think when I was about 14 is the is the first time. I, it, it, it was when we used to, parents would go on holiday and they'd let their kids like, have their mates over for for the weekend that kind of thing so mm. we'd, we'd go and buy f- cans of fosters packs of uh, bensons and hedges cigarettes oh yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah, we'd yeah, just yeah. go out and sit in the garden drink smoke drink smoke absolutely <laughs> like awful awful really but like at 15 <laughs> but then I'd, i never really got properly drunk and the properly first time i got properly drunk was at a house party and i mm. drank bacardi and five alive um, oh five alive oh yeah. five alive what like the fruit drink <laughs> yeah it's like a fruit it's like punch, umbongo but like yeah. a healthier one <laughs> yeah exactly um five alive to this day i haven't yeah. drunk um bacardi or five alive since i can't drink any white rum or like clear rum because it just because reminds of me of that night this was. jesus i feel like 
Anything that has like a fruit punchiness to it is just asking for trouble because like after so after the first time I got drunk, I I mean, I was in college at that point. And once I went away to college, it was like a totally different story. But anytime yeah. anybody made what they I don't know if they call it that in England, but in the US, if you just like pour stuff into like either a bucket like or just some sort of large receptacle they call it jungle juice and i remember <laughs> a saint patrick's day party where somebody made green jungle juice and you don't ask questions about what's in it you just drink it and then you have like two cups and then you can't stand up because like oh, you're God. just so smashed because there's so much alcohol in it mm. but it's so like sweet and sugary that it's like i'm I'm only two glasses in, but if I have, like, a mouthful more, I'm going to throw up. And it's going to be green, which is fun. <laughs> I, I remember. On. I've just remembered the most hellish house party that we had. Yes. Which was really, really, really young. Really young for a house party. I think it was, like, 14 or 15. Actually, no, that's all right. That's it's all right. Yes, yeah, like sounds about right. But my friend, um, her parents had gone on holiday. And they didn't drink at all. So they were very like, they thought that my friend was just going to stay at a grandma's house and their house would just be, do you know what I mean? Used to feed the rabbit, like go in and feed the rabbit and stuff. But my friend sneakily got an extra key cut and then planned mm. this mega party, which was supposed to be like, like, I don't know, like 10 of us or something, but it turned out to be about like 50 kids. And it just was fucking, oh God, it it was absolutely mental. Like none of us could handle alcohol. We just all got wasted. But we, so she'd got this little fountain thing that I think was originally used for chocolate. Do you know, like chocolate fondue fountain? Mm-hmm. She'd done a punch in it um, or some kind of punch, which just consisted of every single person's drink that they'd brought to the party. <laughs> in one horrible thing. And oh. then um, as the night went on, I remember um, <laughs> I remember seeing my friend Mike at the top of her stairs, just laid his head just on the stairs and him vomiting and it causing like a cascade of vomit to fall down the stairs. Oh, and I was like, okay, gross. That's, that's nice. And then I went back into the room where the punch was with the fountain and... Yeah, it was just sick. It was just people, someone had thrown up in it. And it was just sick being beautifully, like, do you know what I mean? Fountained out the top. And I remember being like, yeah, this is fucking nuts. And then her, like, uh, (laughs) a lovely family portrait that they got done. I remember seeing that smashed on the floor. And it was like a proper, it was like a proper, like, you know, that you'd seen a film or something, like, shit broken and uh do you know what i mean just vomit everywhere it's just hell <laughs> how did people find out because i'm guessing this was sort of pre-facebook you know it wasn't like putting a group and everybody finds it you used to hear about a lot of those kind of parties didn't you where somebody would found a facebook group and they, it got gate crashed like how did 50 yeah. people end up there i don't know i think it was word of mouth i think like uh our friend toke yeah, I've got a friend called Tyke. He'd always bring um, about about twenty extra people that would just from another school, and it would be like, oh. Um, but yeah, no, I think he brought a load of extra people around. I don't know that there was everyone. It was the place to be that night. Uh, Kirsty's party <laughs> with her sick fountain. Um, but yeah, sick fountain, sick down the stairs, smashed light fixtures smashed family portrait and um i remember like yeah i think she got found out because one of the neighbors complained and you know yeah i think she got grounded for about a year to be honest like it was quite a significant grounding um and we i think we were just definitely put in the category of like <laughs> bad bad friend like bad yeah influences do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah because she I've, probably blamed I've, it all on you guys and said that you know none of it was to do with her <laughs> she was standing around with like a, a cloth and some uh, bleach tidying everything up asking people to be kept behave themselves <laughs> well that's the uh, the thing is though it was it was premeditated do you know what i mean and that's mm. i think what uh what concerned her her mum and dad that there was a there was a stealing of a key there was a key getting cut there was a plan. It wasn't on a whim. And the premeditation made her guilty 
as charged. I've been watching too many uh, interrogation videos. Sometimes (laughs) that planning, though, works out really well. I have a a friend, another friend of mine who does not drink, but she has a little sister. And her little sister is a big partier. And um, when when she got to high school and we were in college and she started having friends over when their parents would go out of town, she would Mm. photograph the whole house. Like everything. Yeah. So that if furniture got moved or anything, she even like they they had a uh, fridge in their garage where they kept beer and stuff. And she would open the fridge and photograph and count how many bottles of what like kind of beer or whatever was in there. And so she threw a party and um, called like called or texted me and was like, hey, I need a favor. Can mm. you, if I give you money, can you go and buy replacement beer? Because somebody drank the beer out of the fridge, even though that was like the one thing that's off limits is please don't drink my parents' alcohol um, because yeah, I was yeah, 21. Yeah. So I could go and buy replacement beer. And so I did. And when I came back, she was like, where's my change? And I was like, no, no, delivery fee. No, no change for you. <laughs> Sorry. You are 16 yeah. year old. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> money from a 16 year old. You know what? That's uh, I had to leave my house on a Sunday or what Saturday, whatever it was, and go buy alcohol for a child. So, yeah, I, and I'll be back every Sunday to collect five dollars for the rest of your life. Blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I remember I remember Kirsty's parents. I'm just thinking how bad an influence they must have thought because they'd never drank. They'd never drank ever. They'd never done any of the normal teenage bees in so mm. i think when we turned up on the scene i mean kirsty she was down to she wanted to do you know what i mean get wrecked as well but i remember there was another time where i think this was the time before the party which was that they they went on um uh what do you call it they went to a car beat or something and we went around kirsty's we bring a couple of other people and again we were like 15 or 16 and i don't know how we did this but or what happened but we we ended up putting some like porn on the tv (laughs) and then got like too used to it so there was like some like porn just like on her massive tv and we were like yeah 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 but we'd gotten so used to it we were just like chatting to each other and just like I, th- I think as well because we because <laughs> we'd been sat for so long and drinking like do you know what I mean some like cans or something like that mm. we were draped over each other a little bit but basically her parents came back way too early and came through the door and just saw no. their <laughs> daughter and us like just with porn just porn on the telly just like in some weird like clothed orgy just draped on each of them we were like oh snow it looks so quick switch it off and i just thought god her parents must have just thought we were just disgusting like that is more <laughs> which we were which we were we were we were absolutely were disgusting 15 or something like for like do, do you know what i mean like we were disgusting yeah. teenagers just we didn't know what the hell we were doing didn't know had no kind of like uh moderation for alcohol or anything we were just like bored countryside teenagers that just would drink anything and get pissed <laughs> but yeah i remember thinking like god her parents yeah they must think we're we're vile like devil children which i think we were so it's fun <laughs> I, it's funny like you mentioned about uh, the neighbors complaining earlier because yeah i often think back to those parties that we used to have house parties either at my house or obviously going around to other people's houses never ever would give a shit about the neighbors just would never (laughs) cross my mind and I think about it now because now I'm older and I've got a house next door they've got kids they've got teenagers now they've sort of grown up a bit but a couple of years ago they were sort of 16 17 18 and the parents would go away and they'd have parties and they'd be out um, a bit different they'd be out uh, in the garden playing like drum and bass on their phone or something so i'd be like oh my god that sounds awful like the sound quality is really bad it's really annoying they're all being really loud and shouting at each other and it was driving yeah. me mad i was like are they not even thinking like we're right next door and then i thought yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah, no yeah. of course they're not they're just really loving their life they've got a whole house they've got no parents coming back they can have their mates there all night they can do what they want of course they're not thinking about me 
And my wife was trying to remind me of this, just be like, go easy on them. They're just doing what you did. Did you ever like go around to the neighbors and apologize? Did you give a shit? And they're like, no, good point. <laughs> Some of the stuff that used to happen in my house and in my garden and the neighbors must have been able to hear and see all of it and uh, never even yeah. crossed my mind. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I get confused about um, like house thickness like the thickness of yeah. walls the thickness of walls it confuses me because my my friend Chantel, she she has she's she has loud parties right she's loud parties she'll she'll like be like dancing to like um what do you call it what's that candy song that everybody knows to dance to da, da, da. but um i can't remember uh, i don't know yeah, i've got no idea yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but she'll be like slapping the floor and like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it'll yeah. be really loud. And then nobody, I'm always like, oh shit, like, can people hear this? Can people hear this bloke? Can people hear this like above? And nobody ever complains. But then one night her boyfriend came home and really quietly put on some like jazz and the neighbour was like, went fucking nuts at him and was like, turn that down, turn everything down. And I was like, okay, so why is the, he can hear the soft jazz, mm. like, through the floor really loud, but he can't hear, like, do you know what I mean? Screaming karaoke at four in the morning. <laughs> Maybe it's it. that you all can't hear him because it's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that probably is. I'm not, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite nervous about neighbor, neighbor noises, but, um, yeah, and I, th- I think it's just like, she just must have thick floors. You get that, don't you? Thick floors, you thick walls. Old houses, particularly like old, yeah, the old Victorian houses. Big, thick walls and thick floors. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. You do what you like. That's what you need, but yeah. I'm quite intrigued yeah. just mm-hmm. thinking about like the differences, as I talked about earlier, in like our cultures and things. Like From my perspective, growing up as a teenager, watching films like American Pie and going to the cinema and watching... Um, I remember, do you remember Van Wilder, Party Liaison? Did you see that film? Had Ryan Reynolds in? Nope. I think I'm. I'm. I thought I did, but now I'm thinking it's Brace uh, Jiggly, whatever it is. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds you know is like I mean? a. Yeah, Bruce G- yeah. Gigolo male. No, was it Bruce something male Jiggly? Deuce. 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 Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's Deuce, <laughs> not Bruce. Bruce is his so dad. I just make. I thought I loved that. I thought that that name was Bruce Gigolo, male Gigolo, like yeah. the most like <laughs> terrible name. <laughs> really, Bruce really Gigolo, male Gigolo. Yeah, uh, sorry, Van Wilder. Van Wilder liaison. He he yeah. was like a. I think he was like a senior, like a mature student, or he went. He basically went to college. Went away to college, like they do in mm. American Pie and all those films. Um, yeah. So like university age for us, and. But I think he, the, the story is that he kind of stays there for too long and he just wants to keep partying. And I saw yeah, that yeah, just yeah, before yeah. I went to uni and I was like, wow, this is what it's going to be like for me. This is, I cannot wait to experience all these parties. And it's all like yeah. keg parties and people playing, you know, everybody drinking out of those red cups. Yeah, I like the red cups. Doing beer, beer bongs yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Jordan, is that the truth or have we been lied to? Yes, it's the truth. That is what <laughs> it's happens. It's the truth. Do yeah, you have it's... red cups? Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I probably have <laughs> I probably have some in my house because we uh you like you use them at a barbecue or something. Like they're just disposable Why? cups. Why are they cups. red cups? Why? I don't know. Cuz I yeah. thought I always thought it was a film thing to kind of cover what you're drinking so you didn't have to like pay for the rights of Do you know what I mean having like a brand name or something or do you know what I mean? But why? Yeah. Why is there just red cups? Like, um, I don't, I don't know. See, like, you, again, it's why like Jordan? The, it's like the the <laughs> the cultural thing, right? And I and I'm sure there are some Americans who are going to listen to this and be like, of course, she is just so full of shit. But like in high school, <laughs> Dude, Poppy, that's, that's rude. If they're um, that. <laughs> I mean, they might think that. <laughs> Um, she when, is, I mean, I am. <laughs> when I when I was in high school, like we didn't do anything. Like I didn't do anything when I was in high school. I was an honor student. I had way too many extracurricular activities. But in uh. in my defense, I had a mom who didn't work, 
So like getting yeah. away with anything was basically impossible anyway. So I just didn't even really bother trying. But when I went yeah. away to college and even when I was at commuter college, you know, it was there were a lot of parties and stuff, but I had to come home at the end of the night. And so I didn't really get drunk when I was at commuter mm. college because I just like it was a long drive too. It was like 35 or 45 minutes. And I just wasn't, mm. I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to die at 18. So I'm not going to do that. So the first time I ever got drunk was when I went to visit a friend of mine who lives um, near Stoke. And she, mm. like the second night that we were there, we started drinking in the middle of the afternoon. She took me to a bar so I could like order a drink for the first time legally and stuff. And then, or sorry, a pub. We went to a <laughs> pub. And then we were drinking. I don't know. We went to like several different places. I don't remember. I, I remember ordering a white Russian at one point, which was, that oh, was, yeah. if I could point to one part of the night that was a mistake, like that was definitely I'd it. point to that yeah. as well. The yeah. creamiest drink. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. and and like Lindsay loves to tell people this story because it's so, I I think anyway, it's like a really impressive thing that I managed to like, I was in the ladies room. I went to the bathroom. I came out of the stall, washed my hands and then went to leave the ladies room and realized, oh no, I'm going to be sick. So I went back to the sink because all the s- stalls were occupied and took my earrings off and my watch off and pulled my hair up on top of my head so that I didn't throw up into my own hair and then threw up in the sink. And then all the ladies that were like in line were like, oh, the American girl's throwing up. Let's get her into a stall. And like, you go go find her friend somewhere. It was like really. They know know the way. Yeah, it was really funny. (laughs) So when I got to like when I was living at college, when I transferred, I, one, already knew some things about what not to do, like how not to mix milk (laughs) into whatever it is that you're drinking. (laughs) But it really was like that. Like there would be big buckets of jungle juice. There would be like we used to throw parties and whoever was 21 would go to the liquor store and just buy every kind of liquor you could think of. And then whoever wasn't 21 had to go to the supermarket and buy like cranberry juice and soda and like just anything you could think of to mix in. Mm. And it's funny thinking about this stuff now because the memories just like flood back. We used to put X like when you would come in to our apartment, we would put X's on your hand if you were under 21 so that if the cops showed up and they only ever did once, if the cops ever showed up and someone's drinking, we can't get in trouble because we're like, oh, we checked everybody's ID. I don't know who gave them that cup, but like we didn't give them... We weren't giving anyone with an X on their hand alcohol. That's clever. That is mm. clever. I mean, mm. I have no idea if it ever worked for anyone, but it was like, that was what we used to do. Um, I've just remembered, I used to go for a little bit before I reached the age of 17, 15, 16. You, you know, me and my friend Linda, we'd be able to get into clubs for a little bit. And then they started like, really checking IDs and stuff. But I remember when I, yeah, I would always make the mistake of like just destroying myself by by like drinking a load of like pints. And then just like towards the end of the night, I was, I'd be like, I, I want a sex on the bar drink, which just was just cream. So you'd get these shit cocktails, which were like pint glasses. They were called like come on the bar or sex on the bar. Or sex on the beach. And I'd be like, yeah, I want to, oh my God, I want to come on the bar. And then I'd (laughs) down a fucking horrible, like a pint of cream that had like some vodka and it all separated. I I wasn't making these up. This was Samuel's nightclub in my hometown being like, these are a cocktail selection. They're all like jizz and cum based like kind of names <laughs> and they all look like pints of jizz and cum and then i drink them and then i'd throw up because that's all you can do because it's yeah. like a surefire way to be like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just like self-destruct this night by yeah. <laughs> drinking the worst so i thing could possible. not have this yeah and have a f- yeah. make a few more memories and go home sensibly still yeah. be hung over or i could just obliterate this evening and my memory of it yeah obliterate that's how i always felt i'm not i'm not even going to say the name of this drink i don't know what you call it in the uk i have to assume it's not (laughs) what we call it here but it involves a glass of guinness and you drop a shot into the glass of guinness i i'm pretty sure there's 
Yes, Jägermeister, you're right. I'm pretty sure there are people yeah. who would be offended by the name of the drink, so I'm not going to say it. But I <laughs> I had a glass of Guinness once and was like, this is basically like a meal in a glass. Like, I feel like I've basically consumed all of the calories that anyone could want to have in a single day <laughs> in this glass. But I watched someone take it and said, like, why do you drink it so fast? And they're like, oh, it might curdle. And I was like, what? Oh, that's horrible. Mm. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, what? That is You're grim. still putting that into your... <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Guinness was the first drink, just to bring it back to another first time, the first drink I bought legally. Like on my 18th birthday, I was at college. Mm. So, um, and we went to the pub with our ID, with our provisional yeah. driving licenses, oh, and walked in nice. and yeah. I ordered a pint of Guinness. And I didn't get ID'd, which is really annoying uh, because I'd got ID'd all the time before I had ID, before I was 18, and I didn't get ID'd. But yeah, that was the first legal drink I bought. God. Remember yours, Poppy? No. Uh, I remember. come on the beach? <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. <laughs> Come on the beach, come on the bar, wasn't it? Sorry, come on the beach is something you have when you go on on holiday. No, no, that's it. Was there there was probably that on the menu? Like it was like like I said, it's all it's all jizz based uh, stuff. It's so weird. The the curdling side of things, because when I remember at uni, we used to do a thing where we'd play shithead the card game, which I'm sure a lot Mm. of people will be aware of, and you'd sit around. And there'd, there'd be drinking involved. And we used to have, yeah, a big bowl, not a bucket, but like a big bowl and we'd pour drinks into it. And mm. I remember quite clearly one night where we had beer, cider, red wine, vodka <laughs> and orange juice. Oh, the orange juice together. is the, the grossest bit of that. Yep. <laughs> orange juice and red wine that, does not sound good, that, right? Oh, God, that acidic. Poppy and I were with you right up until when you said orange juice, and we were both like, nope, we're out now. No, That's no good. No way. The four of the, I can already feel what it would be like throwing a bit of that yeah, up. <laughs> that happened in Asda and, Car Park about two hours later. The yeah, the horrible. sting of the orange juice. Do, do either of you have an alcohol that you just won't touch? Like even the smell of it brings back such a horrific memory that you're like, no, I had one really. Because I have, I mean, like I said, I don't drink. But when I was at college, I drank. So I don't know if you have this in the UK, but here there are a lot of alcohol brands that will make like flavored versions of their alcohol right so it'll be like um jose cuervo makes tequila and they might have like pineapple tequila which i can't drink anyway because i'm allergic to pineapple but i bought a bottle bottle of southern comfort which is its own brand of alcohol but it was sweet tea southern comfort sweet tea flavored and i just drank the whole bottle a whole uh. bottle by myself <laughs> over the course of one night. And I was so sick for like most of the next day. Like I continued to throw up for too long, like just too long. Oh. Um, that oh, now even just looking at the bot- bottle, like it has that Pavlovian mm. response where like the back of my mouth starts to like get like more saliva produced. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't even. Oh, God. Yeah. Tequila, it's uh, tequila makes me feel really sick because of the amount of times I. It, there was one point where I couldn't eat. If I even had a shot of tequila, I'd just throw it up instantly because it's just so. I find it disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's still <laughs> Bacardi, obviously. Rejects for me. I'd, when I was freelance designer a little while ago, I got a project from Bacardi and involved having to do stuff with their branding and every time I'd see that Bacardi logo I'd just get that little cringe feeling of picturing the bottle picturing me holding the bottle in one hand the the carton of Five Alive in the other and then what happened that night I think that night I also it was the first time I ever slept on a floor but Mm. with with literally nothing like no blanket no pillow I just I just lay down in the middle of the living room of this house and just went went to sleep. And the idea of doing yeah. that now as an adult, like this step like firstly you wouldn't be able to get to sleep. Secondly you'd wake up mm. with like the worst back and the worst neck and you'd be fr- you'd be cold and you'd only sleep for 20 minutes and but yeah, I, I had a decent night's sleep that night. We were, yeah, we used to we used to sleep on benches or just on like astroturf or something like that. Really depressing, yeah. <laughs> or just like just sleep just in 
hallway or something. But now, like, God, if I... Yeah, if I slept on a floor for one night, I'd be... I'd be buggered for, for weeks. I'd probably end up at the chiropractor's. Definitely. <laughs> back, back, destroyed back from, like, just sleeping on a carpet. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish now. I can't, like... You know, now I'm like an insane lightweight where I will get, after like, I think about two pints, I'll just be pissed. I'll be pissed and that'll be it. Yeah, my my alcohol tolerance is like, is rock bottom at the moment. I don't don't particularly know why. (laughs) It didn't used to be. (laughs) And then it's like, yeah, I'm just pathetic now. (laughs) That's all right. It's cheap. It's cheap, at least. I'm a really cheap date. I'm so cheap. I literally, yeah, two pints. That's it. <laughs> I'm wasted. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I think you know what we try and do in a lot of these is 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 sort of reflect at the end. Be like, so what have we learned? Or, or 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 you know, if we could go back to that first time or those first few times or those first parties and things, mm. would you would you would you do it again? I sort of feel like you probably would, right? I'd drink the whole bottle and then I'd go in the <laughs> fridge and I'd, I'd down down a bottle of wine as well and I'd get fucking wasted and then I'd say to the babysitter, I'm going to tell my mum everything um, if you don't give me your massive DVD and the Matrix DVD and uh, just, yeah, oh, threaten them. Man. That's what I'd do. That's threaten them done. with telling my mum to get that sweet DVD player that's the size of a car. <laughs> <laughs> It's really vital. The Matrix, I remember looking at it and being like, huh, and pretending I was quite cool with it and yeah. like watching it and being like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of anything. And then there was a bit where someone's nose starts bleeding and I was inside absolutely terrified. I think that's why I had a glass of baby sham to calm myself down. I think it was because <laughs> of the, vi- the violence in the Matrix caused me to... <laughs> Yeah, you didn't want it, you that. needed it. You needed that baby yeah, sham. I needed that baby sham and yeah, to just get me through the night. I'd do that and then with other house parties and stuff, I don't know, I don't know what I'd do. I, I, I'd just do it all the same. I wouldn't like, you know, I, all I, I viewed the vomit, like cascading vomit staircase. I viewed the vomit fountain. I wasn't drinking from the fountain. If I was, <laughs> that would be... You know, I'd reverse, uh, reverse that, but yeah, yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd maybe, I'd maybe turn the porn off the TV of mm-hmm. uh, so Kirsty's mum and dad wouldn't see it. But other than that, I got no regrets. Fuck it. <laughs> Sounds good. I actually, this, I just want to say one more story that I've got from a house party that I had, which was I didn't realise this had actually happened uh, until a few weeks later when my mum and uh, dad came to me with the Sky Bill, which was itemised, all the things that had been ordered on it. And there was a film called Big Rude Boobs, which had been ordered <laughs> on the weekend that they were away. And my friend Tom had, uh, had ordered that on Sky and played it at some point. And this isn't me blaming it on Tom. It really was Tom. And oh, yeah, I love it. that's just reminded Big Rude Boobs. Big Rude right? Boobs. <laughs> and I was mortified, absolutely mortified. Blamed him immediately. And, I think uh, that's yeah. what me and uh, Kirsty and that lot were watching as well. Big Rude Boobs. Yeah. It's very popular over here, Jordan, actually. If, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, then... Yeah, uh, we've, we, we don't have it here. Yeah. Give, yeah, give yeah. Maybe there's a, an American version of a more American. I think it's just name. called Showgirls, honestly. Yeah. Oh, Showgirls is great. I love that film. Who doesn't like an episode that ends talking about the porn that you can buy through your TV? Yeah, get in touch if you've seen Big Rude Boobs <laughs> oh, <laughs> or dear. Showgirls. If or you've showgirls. seen if you've seen Showgirls, definitely let us know. But also let us know if you've had a really hilarious first time getting drunk. I think our stories were all really good. I 
as I was listening back to the, the episode when we were going through the editing process, I realized that I still have one really good story about being drunk that I haven't told yet. And maybe somebody else will come on the podcast to talk about something that will cue me up. But just know there's one more really good story that I that I haven't. It might be my best story ever, actually. So we'll hold on to that. And you, and you did. OK, that's cool. That's good. That's a tease for hopefully somebody else will come on and talk about. I don't know. There are other things associated with this with this story that I'm sure someone might bring one of those things up. So we'll see. OK, good. But thank you so much to Poppy Hillstead for coming on twice. And we had such a great time talking to her. She is hilarious. Yeah. Thank you, Poppy, very much. And uh, yeah, if, if you have got drunk before, you remember your first time, if it was particularly poignant or hilarious or awful, you know, we like to hear the full range of stories. And you mm-hmm. can email us ftfepod at gmail.com or on Twitter ftfepod. Should we talk about our challenges from last week, Adam? Yes. So if you haven't listened before, every week we set ourselves a challenge to try something new for the first time. Uh, and then we report back a week later. We've done. What have we done? We've done. You ate some hot sauce. I yeah. got my dog to. Um, I'm working on training him to be a therapy dog. For those of you who are interested, he did, in fact, pass his canine good citizen test on Saturday. Yeah. I was very proud of him. I did not think he was going to pass because there were 10 other dogs there and he was having a lot of trouble focusing. But we got through it and he's certified. And so we start um, official therapy dog classes on Wednesdays after I come back from my trip. So it'll be great. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what else have we done? I, I watched some ASMR videos, which I was not really into. <laughs> uh, and I did some keepy uppies with a, with a football. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've done some different stuff. I did Pilates. Yeah. We've done a lot. And yeah. uh, in the last week, we did some other new stuff. Now, I mentioned at the top that I have a cold. I'm sure everybody can hear it. Uh, and, uh, you know, so basically I've spent the whole week feeling sorry for myself. Definitely not the first time I've done that. <laughs> I do that every time I get remotely ill. Um, but I set myself the challenge of uh, doing some pottery for the first time because I've always been interested in it. And as we said before, Katie Burke, who does the artwork for the pod on her Instagram, she does some pottery and things like that. So I bought a kit uh, online. Shout out to Clay Club because their little kit that they sent was really cool. All these little tools, lovely, soft, squidgy clay, uh, some instructions on sort of what to do, how to get you started. And uh, we were going to do it over the weekend, but I, I was just felt too rough. So last night I did it. My wife and I sat down and it was really great. It was really therapeutic. We put some music on in the background and it felt like it was going to be fairly rushed initially that we were just going to be like, yeah, OK, let's give it a go, see how we feel. But then we both got really into it using all the tools and uh, we both made like these little bowl things, which yeah, I'll probably stick up on, on Twitter at some point. But Hannah really enjoyed it. And now she wants us to buy a pottery wheel. So, yeah, I think this is the most successful first time I've had since we've done the pod. Well, and now you and Katie can talk about, like, how to get you started and everything. And eventually you'll be building your own kiln in your back garden or something like that. Yeah. I'll get an Etsy <laughs> and then I'll quit all podcasting. And, uh, yeah, market stall. Sounds great. Ready for retirement. My name is Pottery is what your new handle can be. Of my oh, name is that Ed. doesn't make any sense but it's just a dig at my awful name isn't it my awful handle <laughs> what did you do jordan how did it go i want to hear about this you so, seem to be in one piece i am i am in one piece the house is still standing so um my first time was house slash babysitting for teenagers and you know what it was actually a really great experience i feel like I got to spend more time talking to them than I normally would have because when I see them, there's lots of other family around. And so it was just me and them. And they're it's so funny because I remember when they were born. Right. And now they're people with like opinions about things and, and, you know, their group friend groups are fighting with each other. And, you know, what are we all going to be for Halloween and what are our plans going to be and stuff like that. And um you know, they were asking me questions about like, why did you decide to leave your job? And like, what did you go to school for? And how did you end up 
doing what you're doing now and all that kind of stuff. And so they're very inquisitive and they're also very good. Like I didn't have to give anybody a hard time about curfews or anything like that. I think they just they they I think they wanted it to go well so that I could watch them again. And so they didn't want to like step outside the bounds. I don't know if a second time they might try and push it a little more, but I don't know. How old I was they? 13 and 17. Ooh. And mm-hmm. how, so did the 13 year old go to bed at like a reasonable hour? How does that work? Well, bedtimes now. I've got no idea. Um, I mean, were there any rules? Yeah, there were rules about like what time they had to be home on. So it's different on the Friday and Saturday than it was on the Sunday because Sunday's a school night, obviously. And like, when can you have friends or your boyfriend or girlfriend over and things like that? Um, and making sure that everybody like ate periodically yeah. throughout the day. And, you know, it was kind of like my my dad, who's their great, uh, it's their mom's uncle. My dad is their mom's uncle. And so like if my dad was coming over, then everybody had to sit down and have dinner as a family and things like that. But they were they were really good. And also like the older brother, he's a good older brother. So like he picked his sister up if she was out somewhere and he was going to come home and things like that. So okay, the the town they live in is also really small. So they were never really that far away from me. They I don't think they were ever more than like 10 minutes from where I was. So it was good. I, it was definitely one of those things, though, where I was like, I could understand why. Being a parent is really stressful, right? Because you're out there and you're like, I hope they're making good choices and I hope that they they trust me enough that if they were drinking, which I don't think either of them were, but like if they were drinking, that they would call me so that I could come and get them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just hope that our relationship is strong enough that if they got into some kind of trouble, that they would call me so that I could help them versus I'm not their mom. Like, I'd set my job to yell at them. It's just my job to keep them safe. And so I feel like it was a good... It was a pretty good weekend, so. Uh, annoyingly wholesome. That Sorry. Story. I, I really wanted to hear. I kind of wanted you guys, or not you, but them to replicate the uh, vomit fountain that, that Poppy talked about in the in the podcast. That kind of party. That's what I wanted. I wanted it to kick off. I wanted the police to have to come over. You know, I wanted you to have to bail one of them out of jail or something. I don't know. There is a movie from the, it has to be from like the 90s because it is Jennifer Love Hewitt in it as a teenager in which a bunch of kids lock all of their parents in the basement. It's like a bunch of different families and all the kids come together and the parents end up in the basement locked in there. And yeah. for a, a, you know, a brief period, I was like, what if they just locked me in a room somewhere and I could not get out and they held me hostage for three days. But it's wish they'd done that. Wish they'd done that. If you're listening, guys, if you talked about the pod and they were like, that sounds great and the co-host sounds incredible, I'd love to hear an Englishman. That must be really unique. Uh, if you're listening, next time you've got to look up Jordan. It'll be so much better for the pod. We just heard a story about how lovely it was. Lock her up. Well, you never know. I might, you know, I might end up. But the thing is, if they locked me up, then who would record the podcast? <sighs> That's very true. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. What are we going to do this week? It's another week. I'm quickly running out of first-time ideas of things that I can do, or at least feasible ones. You know, I'm not going to suddenly go skydiving this week, and I'm not going to suddenly, you know, jump on a plane and go to Machu Picchu or something. I'm running out of stuff that I can do from home. What are you going to do? What have you got planned? So there is a particular type of food that I've never had, and I'll tell you why. So... I have a couple of bizarre food allergies. Um, I'm highly allergic to pineapple. Can't have it at all. Okay. Um, and I eat pineapple. Are you this? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Um, I also I never really eat coconut because it makes me very sick. Um, I don't like break out in a rash like I do with with pineapple, but it really you'd bothers be, my stomach. You'd be useless on a tropical island. So, I know. So the type of food that I have never had because of my food allergies is Thai food because I know there's a lot of coconut creams and things like that. So um, this week I'm going to try and find some kind of Thai food to eat that doesn't have coconut in it and experience Thai food for the first time. Because I feel like I was watching a movie the other day or something and someone was talking about, well, we just ordered Thai food and hung out. And I'm like, I've never had Thai food. Am I missing out on some sort of experience of like – 
Thai food and chill kind of, you know what I mean? Like what, what, yeah. what is happening here? So yeah, that's Thai food's do. great. Cause it's all like punchy flavors, sweet and sour and salty. And yeah, I think I ho- love punchy flavors. Yeah. Good. Do you have any recommendations for what you usually get in terms of Thai food? Uh, the classic sort of noodle dish is the pad thai. I don't think that's got too, has that got coconut in it? I don't think so. Obviously all the Thai curries are coconut mm-hmm. based, but they're yum. Uh, yeah, I think there's like all the little appetizers that like deep fried entrees, as you'd call them, that kind of thing you could try. I don't know. There'll be, yeah, there'll be, there'll be some good stuff that doesn't have coconut or pineapple in. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't got a specific thing, but I know that this weekend I will do something for the first time. I just don't know what yet. So this weekend I am going away with four friends the same four friends that I went traveling around the world with in 2002 when I was 18. Was I 18? Yeah. Um, and uh, we have been meaning to do something for ages. And we plan to go away. We're actually going to London. We're looking at all these different places. But we are booking uh, an apartment in London. And we're basically going to be with well, there's various places that we're going to go we're going to do an escape room we've got restaurants booked and we might do some touristy stuff but whilst i'm in london this weekend which is only like an hour away from me so i know it's a bit of a strange strange place to go away for a weekend i'm gonna do something for the first time so it's kind of like my challenge this weekend will be to find something to do for the first time maybe i'll go and eat jelly deals which i really don't want to do but i'd do it for the pod if i had to uh, maybe there's like one of the big museums that we haven't, I've never been to that we'll go to or, or an attraction or something like that. I don't know what it's going to be. I've never been on the London Eye. Maybe we'll do that. I've never You're been on the London wait, Eye either. Wait and find out next week. Have you ever been to the top of St. Paul's Cathedral? Nope. That's, I, so somebody recommended the first time I ever went to London, which was, I think we talked about this on the podcast last times when I got drunk in 2006 and somebody recommended to me and my friend that I was with that if you go to the top of St. Paul's Cathedral I don't know if it's free but it's like way cheaper than the London Eye and it's very narrow so it's definitely like a workout to get all the way up there Um, and if you're claustrophobic maybe not the best thing because getting up there is a lot a little tight Um, but it is an amazing view so I highly recommend that you try that okay. if that's possible. But also, is this yeah. your first time going to London since the pandemic? Or have you been? I've been a couple of times okay. for, for work stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this is, it's, it's just going to be cool because, yeah, you know, since, since I've had a child and since the pandemic and everything, sort of getting away with my friends is not something I've done very often. Or when we do meet up, it's usually to go to soft plays and do stuff with kids. So... Yeah, it's just going to be the five of us, and uh, yeah, it should be a pretty good time. Is it your first time traveling without your family since the pandemic? Uh, yeah, but it's just a train up to London, so I, I've done that. It's the first weekend away from... No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to help you here, Adam. And Yeah, I mean, it's the first time I've gone up to London in October 2021, does that count as a first time? No, I think we'd be pushing it. I'm going to do something unique, something interesting, and it's going to make it fun because, yeah, I'll be there thinking, right, I need to do something I've never done before. I think you Push should tell your friends so that they can come up with what your first time should mm, be. Yeah. I think that's, sure a, that's a good idea. I think that's a great idea. I look forward to what it is that you end up doing. Please don't do the jellied eels thing. That sounds – is it like a an actual eel? Yeah. If I do, I'll make sure I record it on my phone so you can get all the nice mouth noise no. of the jelly in the ear. <laughs> okay? All right. Oh, gosh. So that's what everybody has to look forward to. A bit of, you know, suspense. What am I going to do? Who knows? Could be um, anything. That's coming up next week. Um, that's it for this week, right? We've uh, only got the roundup stuff to do. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network, of course. Yep. Uh, Katie Burke does our artwork or did our artwork. Uh, our initial artwork, which we love, and Funkel Albert, who I'm seeing this weekend. He is one of my old friends, Matt, uh, did the music. So thank you very much to Katie and to Matt and to Acast. So that was it. This is it. That's that's it. 
I don't that know. That is it. This was it. That was it. This was it. This is it. Next week, it will be it again. But until then, this is very much it. I think we should go, Adam. Okay. Oh, okay. dear. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>